It can't be taught. It must be caught. So catch it on Cadre. We're live. I'm your host, James Ronan. And with me today, I've got a guest here, Daryl Fasaro. Daryl is an artist. He's an author. He's, he's a man from, from the military, and he's a Renaissance guy. So he's got two books out, and, and, and this is our inaugural trip. And, and Daryl, I, I couldn't be more pleased because when I saw one line from you, lead with your heart and not your chin, where'd that come from? Um, well, in a nutshell, it started while I was uh, in the military. I, uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't doing particularly well at the time. And I was in a, I was actually sent to, I got orders to a military rehabilitation center while I was serving. And when I went in, they had the group, you know, a group set up of people in the military, you know, that were sent there as well. Yes. And we're all in our uniforms. I mean, there's nothing anonymous about the group, you know, because some groups are anonymous. This is not. This is just a military rehabilitation center for every misfit toy in the military. And I was blessed to be one of them because this is what happened. I walked in and the leader, the facilitator was a uh, Marine Corps gunny sergeant. And if you don't know what that is and you're listening, uh, a, ma a master gunny sergeant, actually, it's, it's the highest um, rank you can go as a civilian and it's very well respected within the ranks, especially the Marines. These guys are the battle-tested front line. I mean, these guys are the heroes. The I hardcore thought hardcore dudes. Yeah, the guy, the type of guy I thought I could never be. Mm -hmm. And he singled me out um, right away, and he leaned into me really hard. I'll, I'll just tell the story real quick. I went in there. He said, "What's your story, Fazaro?" And I proceeded to tell him this whole story. You know, I had this, um, I had this, this line that I used because, as a throughout my lifetime up until that point, there was a lot of seemingly negative things that occurred outside my, you know, my um, uh, what I could have done as a child and stuff. I mean, they were they were out of my control. That sure, happened within sure. our family. Um, I mean, everything except the fire in the orphanage. You know, my, I'll just list, you know, my grandfather um, was murdered when I was eight. And then uh, my mom was, you know, had a problem drinking and she left us. And then it was, I was just with my dad and his buddies trying to raise us. And then this is going to sound crazy. Then he <laughs> developed, um, yeah. he got cancer and he was in his thirties. And then by the time I was 18, my younger brother, Eric, and I were, were on our own. So uh, I told, and, and this story was a great, like, get out of a jail, get out of jail free card. Sure. After, you know, I was 18, I would use that if my back was against the wall. You know, oh, okay, it's okay. You know, because so here's, here's where I came from. Yeah, I feel you sorry. Were the, you were the victim role. Okay. Exactly. Sure. Which which is not a way to, a good way to go. No, no, so, no, no. So, <laughs> no. But, but I thought this would work with uh, the master gunny sergeant. Sure. So I told him this, you know, long tail, true, but you know, I was, I, my intention wasn't good. I was using it to like have, have be sympathetic towards me, and you'll think I'm special in this weird, twisted way, you know, and maybe you'll treat me nice. Who knows what I was thinking at the time? But I, I get done telling him the story, and now I'm in the group, and he looks at me and he goes, "You know what you are, Fizarro? 
you're a phony beep. Ooh. And I got to tell Ooh, you. He called you out. Yeah. He, and, he put it on the table. But this was, and, and I felt like, I felt so humiliated. This is my introduction to the group. I wanted to run away. I couldn't run away. Like, nope. you can't leave. But that was good because then all of a sudden this peace came over me like, you know, I don't have to pretend anymore. And as soon as I did that and I felt this relief and I felt, I just felt that peace, even though it was humiliating when it hit. He said, Fazar, you want to know how a coward goes through life? And I thought, oh, no, he's going to. Give it to me again. This is a smackdown. And he he raised his arms and clenched his fists fists like, you know, a boxer goes into the ring. Sure. And he said, like this. And he goes, I wasted my entire life going through life like this because I was afraid of life. And he said, wouldn't it be great to go through life like this? And he went like this, opened up his And he smiled. And... He looked like, he didn't look like this tough me. He looked like a beaming, um, you know, child. Like, it was incredible. He was a a glowing light. He was glowing, yes. And and inside I went, I mean, I didn't say anything out loud because I was still overwhelmed by the whole thing. And you're you're 18 right now. No, at that time I was 23. 23 when when you got called out. Yeah. And um, I was a year in the military. So... uh, I didn't say anything out loud, but inside, I, 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 like I could hear my whole inside voice go, I'll do anything for that. And that's the moment where everything changed. You would do anything for that moment of to, releasing the, the, the hands up and, and yes. extending the arms. To be able to and live being like vulnerable. That. Yes. And because these guys then proceeded to talk about, and it was so like incongruent with what you would expect you know, from a Marine Corps gunny sergeant or in a Marine or in a military sure. facility, these guys just keep re- reiterating the power of love, that love is the most powerful, powerful force yes. in all the universe. Yeah. My, my brother, we're brothers. Yes. I'm telling yeah. you. There's, and no, I, mis- there's no mistake I, you're sitting at. Well, and I didn't know this was a th- like, I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. Then it's like, I can do that. I could learn to love. That's one thing I know I can learn to do because everything else just seemed overwhelming. You know what I mean? Try to try to get ahead and do this and do that. Or I, I never felt um I never felt good enough as is. So what that created for me was um I was running on only two two modes, and it was um it was, it was worry and scheme. I was either always worried or scheming, like using fear-based problem solving to try, like, if they say this, I'll say that. Yeah, if they yeah. did, and it doesn't you, work. You had it all scripted out. Yeah. Just to protect who, to protect your false self. Yeah. And now in this moment with this guy, he's saying, you could just drop it. You're made, this is this is incredible because you're you're telling me about you're you're in a, an environment of badasses. Yeah, who love. Yeah, I, that, there's a book book title somewhere there. I might I might borrow that. Badasses, badasses who love. Yeah, you'll okay. find a lot of them. You won't be sure to find a lot of badasses that their their badassness comes from uh, applying love instead of force. You'll be able to find a lot of those men. I didn't know they existed until of all places. 
because I was in the military. Because my father, I thought being a man, I'm going to just tell this quick story. Sure, no, no, no. When I was like 14 or so, I, uh, I asked my dad, you know, my dad's raising us by himself. And I grew up in New Jersey. So, so you, I did too. You did? Absolutely. I grew up in, I, I was born in Forge, New Jersey. Okay. And, and then I was, I, I spent a lot of years in Wayne, New Jersey. Oh my God. You're and, not and my, far. My, my family's all in Bergen County. Yeah. In North Arlington. Yeah. I, you know where I grew up? I got, I was born in Passaic, New Jersey. Yeah, and I grew up in Clifton, New Jersey, yeah, 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 which yeah. is right in between Bergen and Wayne. Absolutely. We used to swim against those in the swim team. This, uh, see, see. This the, is gets. La ladies and gentlemen, there is no mistakes here. And here's what, here's what I tell anybody tuning in right here, right now. I always say this i says we can't teach it you gotta catch it because everything daryl is saying right now there might be one word one sentence one pair, yeah. one segment if they catch that one string yeah it can change their life forever yes so thank you for saying okay well growing up in new jersey so you know i mean it's pretty much at that time you know these little ethnic islands and my town was pretty much italian sure so uh i always tell people you know if you meet another italian kid you know, from New Jersey named Daryl, give him my condolences. Cause you were either Louie, Johnny, Frankie, Cindy, Lori, <laughs> Mary, yeah. and Daryl. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. So at 14, I'm starting, I'm getting overwhelmed. Like, cause I'm, I'm pretty much lost at 14, even though like I was going to school, I just had, and cause of all that stuff that got shook up when I was younger yeah. and my father really, he was, he was like gruff. Here's the, I'll just give the example. So I asked my dad at 14, I go, dad, what am I supposed to be when I grow up? And he goes, how the hell am I supposed to know what you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to be, be when, when you grow up? Yep. And he goes, but I tell you this, Daryl, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you got to work and fight and bite and grab until you get it. And then he goes, and you know what? He goes, and once you got it, it ain't over. Because now you got to keep fighting to keep those mothers off your stuff. And you know what I thought in that moment? I just went, what's the use? I mean, the, in, my gave, mind, oh. in my mind, I went, what's the what's use? What's the use, man? He's given up already. Yeah, so that's when, that's when. You're a lover. Yeah, that's but that's when things started to sink. Now, here's the crazy thing. In that moment, I thought I was a coward because I didn't have the ability to do what my father thought was the approach to success. But looking back after, you know, years later and discovering the actual easiest and best uh, method of success is through love that I could see that is probably primarily his, his way of living, although it seemed to work, you know, yeah, because he, that was, that's all he knew. He, well, even he knew worse, what he knew. and even worse, because all that fighting, all those negative emotions, and then working to overcome, to get and grab and keep and maintain, Striving. he developed cancer. And the cancer, you know, years later, um, years later, like 20 years after this, uh, it, looking back, there was the hospital in New York, um, the main hospital for treating cancer. I can't think of it. And I learned then that the first thing that they were getting cancer patients to do was to write down all the things that they were resentful about to help get rid of that. To release. Because they were, they were making the, 
the psychic yes. and yes. physical connection between this fighting and anger and um, disease in the body. So I was actually closer to living a spiritual way of living mm -hmm. than when I felt like a coward. Years later, thank God I didn't have the ability, because now I'm grateful for not having the ability to fight and grab, because it made it easier to accept what the Marine Corps gunny sergeant had to offer. Oh, absolutely. He was he was he was put in your path for a reason at that particular yes. time. Yes. And you know that now. You did you yeah. might not have put it all together as a 23-year-old guy. No. See, I grew up in New Jersey in the Italian neighborhood. I was the Irish guy. Oh, all, we had those. We had a few of those. Yeah, yeah, all, <laughs> the all-Italian neighborhood, the Gianninis, the Ciliados, the Cefudos, the, the Fazaros, the Angelus. Yeah. And then Ronat. Yeah. And so so I was the I was the only dude, and so I was a fighter as a kid. But my dad gave me a, a little bit different lesson, which I, I thank him for that. He said, he says, he says, he says, Jimmy, he says, you can be anything you want to be if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I believed him. And so, so that's when I, that's what changed my life. Yeah. I, I just started, I started getting really, 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 really focused. Now that leads into other issues. Yes. You understand? Yeah. Because now you become an achiever and a, a human, it's all about performance. Right. So then you have to understand who you truly are beyond the performance. Yes. Yes. And so that's my next question yeah. for you. So you, you talk to me about a lot of things there and, and I like the badasses we love, but let me ask you this, without your titles yeah. of whatever titles, uh, uh, comedian, author, artist who are you deep i already think i've got a sense but who are you way deep down inside way deep down inside wow just hearing that question kind of pulls you in there doesn't it, it? It, su it sucks you, you know get rid of mother father sister brother yeah, yeah. you know ceo whatever 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 who who are you when you go deep at, at the at the most rudimentary level. If you had to think what your earliest memories were, see, for, I'll give you yeah. an example. When I was a kid, I used to fight for other kids. My brother was always bullied. The kids in the neighborhood would get bullied. I'd end up in fights, fighting for the for the right. for the guys who were getting bullied. So yeah. I knew I knew at an early age. I, I was a guy of virtue or, or a protector, if you will. And then I became a protector provider throughout my life. But I knew that as a very at a very early age. So, so I'm asking you that. And, and, and one of the things that you, you coined before is you're a lover. Yeah. You know, uh, you're making me think of a lot of things here, but I think to deep down in my core, that feels like the most, the, the, the rudimentary part of me. And I don't mean this in any um, ego uh, way at all is um a teacher and in, i I've, even uh, when i was little even as a kid you know i always enjoyed drawing it, it felt like it was good to you know to express myself creatively but always with the intention it was never just i could never just create thinking i'm just creating for the sake of, I'm going to do great things. It was always, oh. I'm, I'm grateful for the ability to, to create because it makes other people happy or, um, I don't know, I think because the few people in my life early on that were kind to me, you know, were teachers, Okay. Um, school to me, you know, a lot of people say, ah, high school, it's the worst years. Some people say it was the best. 
But for me, high school was, I mean, school in itself was a sanctuary. Sure. Because, you know, very young, when my mom and dad were together, you know, it was a nightmare at the house. And then after my mom left, uh, my dad was so much of a disciplinarian and he would lean into me so much and say the meanest things, you know. I'll give you a few examples. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's being real and raw. That's good. So, uh, you know, out of nowhere, he'd look at me and go, you know what this is? And I'd go, an okay sign? (laughs) I actually said an okay sign. (laughs) This is how, how sweet I was as a kid. I said, an okay sign? He goes, it's a zero. You know what? That's what you are. You're a beeping zero. Now get out of my face. You make me sick. Out of nowhere. My brother and I, years later, uh, we simultaneously, while not living in the same place, he joined the Air Force. I was in the Coast Guard. But that movie Goodfellas came out. And uh, there's a scene in that movie. Not that my father's a mobster. But there's a scene in that movie um, where they're sitting at a table and Henry Hill um, played by, um, what's the actor's name? The good looking guy. Ray Liotta. Thank you. Ray Liotta. And Joe Pesci is playing like the leader of the little pack he's in. And all these other guys are around. And Joe Pesci is telling funny stories. He's the center of attention. With all the guys. Always, yes. And uh, Henry Hill, the character playing Henry Hill, starts laughing and goes, you're really funny. And all of a sudden, he goes, what do you mean I'm funny? We saw that. We weren't living together. We both, we call each other. And I go, did you see the movie Goodfellas? And my brother immediately goes, oh, my God. That scene. And I knew exactly. Because he, he flipped. Because that's what my I, father I remember that do. scene. The guy just flipped that's on what, that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what our father would do to us. At any moment... At any time, we could be, I could be with anybody. It didn't matter. It could be in front of uh, friend, his friends, my friends. So I was always on, on eggshells. I was always like, at any moment, anything can happen, you know. So that had a lot to do with uh, school being a sanctuary. Because you know what? All the grownups at the school were kind to me. All the teachers, they were kind. Even when I was, you know, screwing up, you know, and doing silly things to try to impress the other kids, they were always kind. They always found time for you. Yeah, even to endorse you, to encourage you. Yeah, even when I was um, having trouble later on after I graduated and I was deciding to join the. uh, I can't believe I haven't thought about these things in a thousand years. No, dude, this is awesome. I was, you know, wanted to decide I'd join the Coast Guard. But I wasn't joining the Coast Guard because I felt patriotic. I was joining the Coast Guard because I had a twisted idea of what discipline was. I thought, because I'm floundering, sure, you know, I had... Um, so you're looking for structure? I'm looking for structure. And I thought, I need discipline, mm-hmm. you know. And my dad's gone now for a while. So... Uh, I thought if I thought discipline was surrounding yourself with like structure that's like impending punishment, so yeah. you're like forced. You have you have to do it. Yeah. A prison term. Yeah, a yeah. prison term. Yes, and that's basically what I was that's, looking for. Yeah, thank God I didn't get that. 
But of course, now we know, I mean, now discipline, it's funny. I finally, it's weird how the meanings of words are right there in plain sight, yes. but you don't recognize them until all of a sudden you get it. So you catch it. Yeah. I had no idea, like discipline to me, I mean, now literally means the origin of the word, which is a disciple. And it means, like, if you go back to Latin, simply discipline to follow the loving way. So now, like, discipline to he's me. Taking, he's taking my words. Well, wait. This, this is amazing. <laughs> well, that discipline to me is when I feel malice grow in me or I feel jealousy or envy or I, I feel nervous about something. It's restraint. Don't act on those feelings. Those are indications you're you're going in an unhealthy direction. Put That's why pause. Feel, yeah. yeah. And now redirect towards love. Restraint and redirect. So when I was applying for the Coast Guard, um, they asked if I could get a letter. Well, my dad's not around, my mom's, you know, I have no one really to ask. But the the principal of the elementary school I went to, his name was Mr. Chakey. I can't believe I'm thinking of this. <laughs> yeah, you never forget it. Mr. Chakey. It was Mr. Swat, but then um, by the time I graduated, it was Mr. Chakey. And I had learned, because I was asking other teachers, even though I'm not in school, like I'm out of school, I'm asking my, because I stayed in touch. These people were like parents to me. Sure. I'm really fortunate. So I asked, one of them, they say, well, talk, you know, you know, Mr. Chakey. I said, yeah. And he was the principal of my old elementary school. Now I said, yeah. And, and whoever told me said, you know, he was a World War II Navy commander, well, you know, of his, of his ship and stuff. So why don't you talk to him? So I go talk to him. He wrote a letter for me. Can you believe that? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, endor he's endorsing I would have never gotten in. The young Daryl. I forgot about that till just now. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Wow. See, you're, see, folks, look what happens. Look, looks, looks, what happened. look looks what yeah, happens. Look, <laughs> He's catching it. He's catching the <laughs> old memory. But this, this is, this is, this is the man you've become. Yeah. I always say I like the man who I've become. Yeah. Well, because, because through the the hurts and injuries, whatever the turmoils, you're tested, and if you can overcome those those tests, it makes you the person that you're 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 here to be. Yeah. And so you've over overcome. Sounds like quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was of my own making, but yeah, I mean, there were things that weren't, and it, but I have to give credit if it wasn't for, you know, there's another thing about this. This is the amazing thing. I really believe, because I want to give credit to everybody who popped into my life at the right moment and was willing to be kind to me. Like, like I said, there was Mr. Chakey. I think his first name was Emil Chakey. There was the Master Gunny Sergeant, Mike Erton. Then there was another guy named Mike Dugan, who of all things was a chauffeur in Honolulu, Hawaii. That's where I was stationed. And he became another guy. He's the guy who really got me into the healthy habit of a regular practice oh. of, um, you know, because right after, um, you know, all this stuff settled down in the service, um, I bump into this guy, Mike Dugan, and I bump into him. First of all, through a meeting with other people, there was other people involved and he was there and it was just, a, you know, an acquaintance. Like, sure. hey, my name's Mike. My name's Daryl. Great. And that was it. But then wouldn't you know it, throughout my days while I was serving, I would bump into this guy, like randomly. Yeah. And then- Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Absolutely. And then one day, 
I was complaining to him about a host of things. You know, you know what? I can't believe I, thank goodness I brought a napkin, but a host of things. Um, you should have tissues here for your, yeah, you know, because you, know, you never know. You know, because Look, there's going to be tears coming out I know. of eyes. And, if it, if it, I, I see you welling up over there before. If it happened before. to me, it could happen to you. Absolutely. So, <laughs> thank you. It in a so, spur of the uh, moment, the good stuff. So I, um, so when Mike Dugan, um, this guy got me into, because I was, I told him like a bunch of things were going haywire in my uh, life. So I thought. Sure. And. I list this whole litany of stuff and he goes, well, do you turn that stuff over, you know, in your, in your morning routine, oh, morning routine. What's a morning routine? Like, what's this guy talking <laughs> this about? This is all new to you. Like yeah. I'm thinking I got serious problems here. So, uh, that's funny. He then says this, I said, I don't have a morning routine. I just get up, put on my uniform and go. He goes, listen, he says, um, Living life isn't about jumping out of bed and racing into your miserable day. Yes. He says, when was the last time? And now we're standing on a military base at the time. Sure. We were stand, I can tell you where we're standing. We're standing at Fort DeRussi Army Base okay. in Honolulu, Hawaii. Nice spot. So this guy is telling me that, I mean, this is men, men talking this thing, and it blew my mind. <clears throat> and I was 20, yeah, it's still like 23 at the time. He's uh, 45, so he's like, you know, even though I'm a lot older than 45 now, he was like an old man to me, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so, the uh, older mentor. Yeah. The wise so, Obi-Wan and Kenobi. Like, and he's like another man-man, you know? He's like a man's man, like Mike Gurton. Sure. So he goes, let me just ask you this. When was the last time you woke up and we're just, you know, just seven minutes earlier and we're kind and loving to Daryl? That said, is awesome. And I said, never, Mike. He said, listen. That was one of my questions, by the way. He said, uh, I'll come back to that. Okay. He said, um, he said, look, I timed this just for you. Just take seven minutes. And he gave me a few, um, you know, affirmative prayers that didn't set off any alarms. Cause at the time I was very judgmental. Sure. You know what I mean? I sure. thought God dealt me a crappy deal or a bad deal. Yeah, you, see, you have a bad vibe. Bad. You don't want to be bothered. Yeah, it's not true. It's this, yeah, it's yeah. This, but you learned otherwise. You know what the thing is? I became open-minded. Yes. Thank God. When you're down and you <laughs> when you're out, you have nowhere to go. Yeah. All you, of a sudden, you, yeah, I'll try anything. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been there, by the way. Yeah, I believe it. I, I could when tell you. When, when you scream out, sometimes what happens? The first words when it's going wrong. Oh my God. Oh my God. You start yeah. saying, Oh my God. Yeah. And I started analyzing the words like you because you're an author. Yeah. Now you become a wordsmith. Yeah. But so that was some of the first things of my trials and tribulations is, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Well, and then you get the answer because that's a prayer in itself. Absolutely. It's a calling. It's yeah. a call out. And th and that's why Mike, and that's why I've like pieced together. Like, although I want to thank all these people, I firmly believe whatever it is that you're seeking it will make an appearance in your life. The per the right person. You may if dismiss you're ready it. for it. Yeah. Yes. You might dismiss it if you're not ready for it, but it's gonna come. It's and, kind of, yeah, that's the catch a thing. Yeah. If, if they're ready, they're gonna catch it out there. Because yes. I we can, I, I learned a long time. I can't teach it, but continue. Right. I'm sorry. So um so yeah. Mike uh gives me a couple prayers that don't set off any alarms, you know, because they're not like religious prayers, just like you know, the generic prayers. Um one of them was uh, 
The serenity prayer that's used in 12-step groups doesn't set off any alarms. It seems pretty logical. You sure. know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Okay, release. Yeah, take my mental, take my hands off the mental steering wheel, you know. <laughs> and, you know, God, uh, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I, I can, can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And this, and so he gave me a couple of these simple prayers like that. And then suggested some daily morning uh, positive readers. One of them was Around the Year with Emmett Fox, which is a very positive... Um, affirmations. Yeah, affirmations and um, affirmative readings. And he said this, he goes, listen, you know, just try this for 30 days, even if you don't believe it'll work. And he said, you know, I could guarantee you, if you just do this for 30 days... You'll be amazed at how much your life will transform for the better. And now this combined with, my, with what Mike Erton said was the, was the magic recipe. Because now I could let go of fighting. But not only that, it started to teach me um, the power of, of believing. Of believing. Because it helped me when he said that. My mind on the inside went, I want to believe this is true. Because in that moment, all those ideas of all the problems that I was telling them preceding that moment, yes, which I said are like fear-based, like, okay, if I say this, they better do that. If I do this, that won't happen. Like, or trying to arrange the show in my mind. I know so many folks doing that. Yeah. Yes. And always at a disadvantage because Correct. it's they, they don't know it, but it, it yeah. is true until you too that you bring it to their awareness. Yes. Because it's actually allowing fear to run the show. And, you know, I like to remind myself, you know, where faith is joyful ex expectancy. Yes. Fear is morbid expectancy. I'm imagining the worst is gonna come. So now I'm trying to like come up with schemes to avoid. The repercussions of Correct. what I'm making up in my mind. Yes. But here's the good then, news. Then you attract it. Yeah. Then you attract it. You will be a well, magnet for it. Yeah. And not only that, I'll act out in ways that create um, worse circumstances. Scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Then, then, and then I go, see, figures. Why is this <laughs> stuff you keep right. happening to me? <laughs> then yeah. you're, then you're never wrong. Yeah. Typical. Oh, that's funny. You know. So, um, so when he said that, I thought, okay then that means I want to believe this is true because I don't want to do that anymore. So I am going to choose to believe that if I do this silly little routine before I do anything, he said, listen, before you put on your uniform. Now, this is something he shared this with me in April of 1986. This is one thing I could say I've consistently done all the way up until this morning. See, I was going to ask that. I felt that. I was yeah. going to ask you. I was going to ask you, what's the word? And you'd say, well, what do you mean? What's the word that you got first thing that's, that you're, you're, you ate for breakfast? It's in your belly. It's in your heart. What's the word you got today? Well, the first word is stop that. Because I, I'll start thinking, I'll start before I see, I have to like treat myself like a kind and loving grandma would. Okay. Until I get to my readings, meaning I get up and I'm thinking, oh, what a great day. And then I go, yeah, what about this? What about that? Oh, you said you would do that thing, that interview. You don't even know where that is. Is this a, Was this a good idea? And I go, stop that. Stop that. We're going to have our coffee. The doubts and yeah, fears I, I, and insecurities. But, but I'm telling you, you're allowed to take yourself by the collar. Say, stop that. And then say, Daryl, Daryl, 
Once we have our coffee and it's, and I thought this this morning, I can't believe you're saying it. I go, yep, yep, yep. this is what came to my mind. I go, I know as soon as I sit on the couch where I do my, where I crack open the books and read. And I also jot things down every day in my, I, you know, this is a journal. A little but, journal for yourself. Yes. Yeah. But in New Jersey, they, they call it a joinal. Cause you know, a joint. Joint. What, what are you going to do? It's a joinal. It's yeah. a joinal. Are you kidding well, me or what? Yeah. It literally is a joinal now. So I know once I sit there, so I knew once I sit down, I crack the books and I jot down, you know, the positive things that come to mind. Everything's going to change. Yes. So uh, that's the key. And this is the thing, like I've been doing that consistently and it consistently transforms my day. Even days where I was physically in pain or um, something some circumstances beyond my control seemed overwhelming, you know, whether I had to do with banking or anything sure. like that, like things that real life problems. It calms you. It, yeah. And it, it, it brings you peace. Yeah. And it also, even more than like I go, I settle it. I start, it slows though. It slows all that racing. Remember like right, in here. Yeah. It calms it down, slows it, it down, slows it down. Yes. But because the readings are so affirmative. Yes. And if, if you want to know what readings I'm talking about, you could find any of these daily readers. You they're, could, they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Pick one that that's do you, you, do you, do you flip have, open. Do you have three that you have? Yeah, up okay. There? I got some N good ones. Because that'll help people. Yeah, I got some good ones. We, we hit that at, at the end. Oh, you want me to do I can tell well, you. Well, you do it right, right now. now. Yeah, do yeah. it right now. There's one I think that's a great one for beginners. And um, I actually met this guy later on in, after this book. But it's called The Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen. And it's a series of morning readings. And that one along with Around the Year with Emmett Fox are two good ones. Those one, if you have just those two, yep. that's a great place to start. That's and awesome. whether you're male or female, um, the Alan Cohen one is usually the safest starter. It's so, um, it's so positive Without, like I said, if you have, because when we're new at this, we can't help but to have judgments because we're still new. We're new. And, yes, and, we're and, new. and I start thinking, we're yeah, defending. I'm defend we're fighting. We're, we're in the old man versus the new, the new yes. creation, who you are. And yes. I think, I think this one's a nice bridge. Um, I personally got started with the Emmett Fox one, which is great because it's a real kick upstairs. But both of these are very positive. Um, there's nothing negative in either one of these, um, books. It's all about getting your mind now, not only peace, but now reading these books, it's my mind then starts to tune into the frequency of love, which we started the conversation Absolutely. on. It always goes back. Yeah. And when I, when I, when our mind starts tuning into that frequency, our mood naturally becomes our, you know, our mood starts to elevate. And then my thoughts that precede that are more, you know, optimistic. I'm happy. I'll get through this. Yeah. Things, what what I, could be so bad? Yeah. I, I, will, I yes. will survive and then I will succeed. I will thrive. Yes. So this becomes a meditative stance. Yeah. Stance. And what yes. wonderful way. I can't wait to see in what wonderful way this is all going to resolve itself. Yes. You know, the mystery of... Joyful expectation. The mystery of, you know, I like that description of God, the three-word description in the Bible. God is love. Because if you have a problem with the word, 
God. God. Use the word love. Use the word love. I, I was I was having that discussion. Yeah. Uh, a day ago with my man Alec. Yeah. The kid. The kid. The main kid. Alec. He he and I had this discussion. A lot of people get turned off by the religion yeah. and God, and I, I get it, yeah, because there's a lot of a lot of uh, harm and foul that went on, in, in, in particular in the Catholic Church or whatever. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to shame. I don't want to shame. Yeah. I don't want to shame yeah, anybody. It happens all. It, it, it happens across the board. I'm not here to. I'm not yeah. here to judge. But but it, it, we said it earlier, and we said it at the same time. Love's the most powerful force yeah. in all the universe, and I think the real warriors, you know, you, the, yeah. the military guys, the the Marines. And I've known some real badasses. They get to the point where they've risked their lives so often in so many scenarios, they've come to revere life and they've come to revere love. Yes. And that's a big, big yeah. advantage to go yeah. through life. Yeah. Marcus Aurelius, one of the greatest yeah. Roman See? Uh, um, emperors and warriors and leaders. Um, You're my man. This he, is the he, heroic he, life. Yeah. Well, he... He reiterates over and over to himself that love, that hate does not, hate is not the solution for hate. No. That only love, only love will resolve anything. Hate. Anything. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're at a world. I say, so here's current events. I, I feel that there's a divide in the world ever since uh, uh, Trump and MAGA and this and that. And we see in Minneapolis. Um, the burning of the city that I would never, you'd never think a city of Minneapolis in the Midwest would burn down, yeah. but it burned down. And that's because there's a lot of unrest out there. Now we don't get into political discussion here. However, if more people come to the world leading with the heart and not the chin, yeah. guess what? Guess what would happen? You know. Yeah, it changes. It changes for the better. It will always change for the better. Wars end. They don't, wars don't end by continuing to fight. Wars end through peace and love. They don't right. end through more, more and more and more. They can never end as long as there's fear, hate, you know, all those things that 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 just keep all those things alive but once we stop feeding those ideas feeding the beast and it, it has to start with the individual absolutely yeah i mean what are you going to do about it oh what can you do about it aren't you upset about this well if i get upset about whatever it is now i'm part of the problem i'm contributing to that psychic plane of create you know generating this consciousness of their wrong and we're right and Correct. we, we got to remain we got to we got to make decisions based on self-protection rather than than choice but rather than unity yes and it's it's not good but if i continue to affirm the best and think the best and not participate in yeah you're right they do deserve it or they don't deserve it or oh my god well now i'm part of the solution correct and it has a ripple effect bringing up a conflict um years ago when we were during the cold war i can't believe this is a perfect time to share this story during the cold war i was in the service and a couple of marines i was working with um after i'd gone through that i actually served for another four years and I extended a year because things changed. Because you're in paradise now. Yeah, everything you changed. changes the attitude. Everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. And I even got decorated. I mean, it was crazy. But it really is a result of putting love 
first. Into everything, yeah. yes, yes. And and I would like I would always try to imagine myself, and I got this through Mike Dugan. Imagine myself or see myself when I'm starting to feel, you know, stressed or overwhelmed or things aren't fair for me, you know, personally or at work or whatever, or I'm complaining. He would go, well, wait a minute. Always try to see yourself as an ambassador of God's love. And I was like, oh, this is great. Because I always, as a kid. That that goes back to what you said before. Yeah. Remember the root word of of discipline is disciple. Yeah. What are you, you, your disciple of good. Yeah. Disciple of what? Yeah, love. love. And as a kid, I always wanted to be like a special agent. So it's like now I get to be like a special agent only. I'm like tipping my hat, the kids, you know, as I'm going through my day in my uniform, being kind, holding open doors, anything I could do. Because when you reframe yourself, this is the ultimate. If you really want to succeed in anything, I'm glad I brought this up because you could, I really believe you could succeed at whatever it is you desire. If you imagine yourself that you're an agent, you know, you're an ambassador of love. You can call it an ambassador of God's love. You're here. I am here to show, um, I'm here to, to, to express God's love for humanity. So I'm an agent of God's love. And when you frame your attitude around that, cool. then no matter what you're doing, you're now, you're no longer like my job title and everything started to drop in significance because now you had a, you had a higher calling. I had a higher calling, even yes. in the, whether it was in the military later on, whether well, it was where, working where at the at. studios. Yeah. Wherever I worked. So you caught it. He caught, wow. Well, he caught And that's the game changer it. because here's the thing. The game changer. When, when you're coming from that place of, I'm here as a loving ambassador of God, those things that you would love, like your heart's desire. Yes. Well, now because you're really tuned into the frequency of love, and I'm constantly keeping my intention of giving, even if it's just a smile, you know, opening the door. Yes. Whatever. What happens is those desires, because the things that we really love and would like to do, that's an indication, I believe, that they're already in the cards for us and they're just waiting. For us to act on them. Yeah. And to accept them. To, yes. But if we, but rather than thinking, okay, I really want to do this. So I better make these calls. Well, that's running from fear. I better make these calls. Let's just, let's just reframe ourselves Calm in my daily down. life. I'm an ambassador. I'm an agent for love or I'm an ambassador of God's love. And those things and circumstances, they will come in from left field. Yes. You can't help it. And feed your day. They'll show up. The you'll bump into people in a parking lot. That'll be the the chain to, you know, working at the studios if that's cuz this stuff happened to me, working at the studios or getting accepted to that college. It'll come in the most unexpected way and Mike Dugan would say this. He goes, "Daryl, this is how it works. As long as I'm busy doing God's mm-hmm. business, God takes care of my business cool. because I was blown away how this guy seemed to always step in it. He, you know, something good, like step in gold instead sure, of sure. poo. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> he steps into the, the goodness it, it, of life. Yeah. Yes. No matter what it was, yes. he wouldn't get this job that he was applying for. He goes, I wonder what good things are going to come out of this. I go, how does this guy live like this? And sure enough, he'd tell me later how he bumped into this guy at the market because he was helping this lady open the door. And next thing you know, they had a conversation and now he's doing this. Or 
it's so inc- all, it's the, all of it was coming back. Yeah, it's the most magnificent way. It's the most. I think it's the most efficient and effective approach to living. Cool. That is so. That's so right on. So, so you wrote you you wrote something called. It was uh, what if Godzilla needed a hug? Yeah, just wanted a hug. Want just wanted a hug. Did that stem all from this, from leading with love? Well, you know, it's funny. The original, I think the underlying subconscious idea behind that that I wasn't aware at the time is, it's like my father. You know, he was, he seemed like a monster, but he probably, he just needed- He needed a hug. Yeah. Hurting, it's it's well known now, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. I say loving people love people. Yeah. And I'd rather be on the flip side of that. And so your dad- for whatever happened, we don't know. I wasn't there. Right. You probably don't even. Know. I don't even know. He he didn't reveal it to you. Right. He, someone spoke whatever yeah. ill to him somewhere when he was a kid. Whatever. So that's 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 part of the mess. You know what's fascinating? I just remembered what I wanted to tell you earlier. Tell me, tell me, tell me what you're <laughs> about. Here. What's going on in the world? So while I was in the during the Cold War, um, the only way out of anything that's overwhelming, I found for myself is by loving it, like filling it with love. So at that time, it was really getting heated between the United States and um, the Soviet Union at that time over like a nuclear showdown. It seemed like it was going to happen, whether it was going to be accidentally, but it was like, it was this it was close. Intense. And they had that atomic, whatever, that atomic clock or whatever. And it was like two minutes to, to doomsday. You know, they would have all these things going on at the time. So it was pretty scary. And, and in the military, we would hear things that the general public wouldn't hear that just made it even more um, horrific. Yeah. Yes, horrific. Yeah, horrific. Apocalyptic, yes. So um, I go, oh my, I got to figure out how to deal with this. I can't, you know, I need to do something about this personally. So... Me and a couple guys, we got these, uh, you know, I, I said, you know what? I got a inflatable beach ball that was a globe of the United States. So during my morning routine, um, this was like 1988, because I guess 89 is when it all started to calm down again after the wall came down. But so in 88, like yeah. So in 88, I get this beach ball. And I'm, you know, I'm stationed in Hawaii. So you can get, it's easy to get a beach ball. And they had tons of these beach balls that had the globe on them. So during my morning routine, after I would finish with my readings and imagine myself, you know, this, cause part of the routine, you know, I do now with my journal is, you know, uh, I look at my to-do list as this is my best attempt at what I think God's will is for me today. Okay. So that way I could be flexible. If something doesn't happen, I don't go, oh, I didn't do everything on my list. Like, okay, You're not no big pessimistic. deal. Yeah, maybe tomorrow, but everything's going to work out in divine order. You gave it your best shot. And, and at the end of that, I sit and I usually, I mean, now like today I, I draw a little, you know, that's my time. I'm feeling good. Cause I'm, I'm an uh, artist. Good, good space, yeah. yeah. So I'll draw a little, but back then, after I did my little routine, I took the beach ball and I would sit on my balcony. They call it a lanai. Yeah, lanai. In, uh, I got a lanai in yeah, Florida. In Hawaii, yeah. I'm missing my lanai. And I would imagine, you know, love flowing from my heart around the globe. And as it's going around the globe, it's going across America. And in Ooh. my mind, I'd see 
families lighting up like this wave of light coming Ooh. from me and i see families smiling and happy because you yeah because you, yeah you start with what you love first sure because that's easy so now it starts moving across the atlantic going through england and some other countries and it's easy to love all these people Ooh, you know they're yeah, our yeah. allies well now i start letting that love now this love is built up so much steam within me it keeps going that i cannot switch now it's hard. once you get the love flowing it's in ukraine it's in russia so now i start it's going in there and what i'm doing is i'm imagining russian families just like ours happy smiling with their children playing doing these wow. things now it wasn't just me stevers is doing it right now well, these things, i'm gonna do that these things started catching on and I had a bunch of because a couple of Marines go, are you are you nervous, Fazaro, about what's going on? And I, go, and I said to this one because I started not feeling. It. I said no. I said I am convinced everything's going to work out. They go, wow. Are you sure? How do you do that? So now I had all these this other awesome. guys with beach balls in the morning. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like tough guys, bad guys, you know, bad badasses, badasses, and beach balls. Yeah, using this loving technique, sending this love across to our enemies yes. to disarm them. You know, and disarm ourselves. Yes, first and foremost. That's yeah. the first thing, because I started to become disarmed. And it, I mean, and look. This, this is incredibly powerful. So let me, you get all this energy. Do you, is this part of your nutritional thing, or is it just the light that's filling you and, and, and your ambassadorship? Which is it? Or is it both? Tell me. Well, well, you know, here's a couple of things. One of them is I have learned from myself, and you could ask my wife, you're meeting me because I'm not really hungry right now. So you think I'm this nice, lovable guy. Yeah. But if I get hungry, you're angry. You guys would have probably had me out of the van by now. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so, angry. Well, yes. but this is the thing I don't find anyway. So the key to nutrition for me is eat when hungry. Sure. Eat when, if you're hungry, eat. And Mike Dugan taught me this one night. I, I mean, this is a true story. We were walking somewhere and I started talking to him about this and that. And he goes, Daryl, you're hungry. No, I'm not. You know, because I'm 23. I know better. I'm yeah, not yeah, hungry. Yeah. I just, what, he can what, tell by your attitude. Yeah. Change. He yes. goes, Daryl, you're hungry. I said, no, I'm not. He goes, go in there and get a McDonald's. I go, I don't eat that unnutritious food. He goes, Daryl, this is for psychological reasons. This is a guy. He was like, <laughs> it's an like, order. He was serious. He goes, you go in there and you get yourself a Big Mac and eat it, or I'm never some speaking. Fries, yeah, some, I'm, some yeah, large yeah, fries. Yeah, he goes, or I'm never speaking to you again. Yes. And I thought, well, I don't want him to never speak to me again. So I went in there, <laughs> I ate, I ate, and all of a sudden I went, oh my God. I you, come out, and he goes, so? I go, you are right. You are right. So I Mr. learned a valuable Mello. lesson. You know, so nutritionally, I eat when hungry. And as far as a routine for fitness, I mean, there was the time in my life where it was go, 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 work out, work out, gotta look great, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ego, ego. You know, it was I was pushing myself through ego to stay fit. Yes. You know. Um, like a derogatory way of using yes. my ego, yes. like, you know, comparing and I gotta be, well, I've come to the, now I just do a simple walk. You know, it, it takes me about, I do like an hour walk. I go up the hill in my neighbor. We have a big hill sure. in Culver city that everyone walks or hikes on. And, and I do, you know, a few push-ups. I, I don't make it. This is the thing when you don't make these things, so monumental because that's the thing i would make things so monumental i could do it for like a year and then oh but if you keep these things if you lower the bar sure which is a healthy thing to do absolutely you lower the bar so now 
you know, staying fit at my age. I just do my walk. I made it so it's something I could do at any time. So there's never really an excuse if I feel like, and it's also great for mental health. That's Absolutely. the main reason. I'll go for my walk. All of a sudden, everything starts to come back into focus, you know, proper focus. Sure. And eating when hungry. I mean, now I don't fight it. My wife says, are you hungry? And instead of going, I'm not hungry, I go, you're right, I'm hungry. She knows. And I just eat. Mama knows. I yes. just eat. And I'm a new person. Yes. Now, how, how did you meet your wife? Is she, is she like you? Okay, this is an amazing story. I, I like amazing stories. There's another one that shows you how all this stuff, um, how, first of all, I've been living this way now when I met my wife for five years. You know, okay. I, I, had, I had just gotten out of the service. Clean, clear, concise. My morning routine, I'm living, you, you know. You got a little structure going. Well, here's what happened um, for your listeners. Um, I really believe... You know, there's two, two attributes to our personality that we all have. And if we engage them, that's when our goals come together. And one of them is the ability to love, to, to visualize, visualize with loving expectation. So whatever it is that your desire is, your goal Yes. You know, see yourself, yes. you know, or, you know, either having that thing or doing that thing. As if it's already there. Yeah. And with this loving sense of expectation, it's possible. Sure. And then following that, that up with the confidence of to act on joyful nudges and silly ideas which is really well, give, me, give me an example of that well i'm going to yeah, okay good while i'm out there in this town in little falls new jersey i would often paint for my school sure assignments i do outdoor plein air painting which is painting landscapes and it's a beautiful bucolic town this little falls yeah, the, the river been, yeah. gorgeous yeah, right sure. it's like mayberry rfd sure. you know and uh so i'd be out there painting and one of the neighbors in the area was a biker named Frank. Now, this guy was a biker biker. These aren't like, you know, guys now, you know, 40-year-old accounts that get tattoos and oh, Harleys. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, but he, it was amazing because he was really impressed with me doing these paintings. So on one particular Saturday, he says, uh, hey, I'm having a party tonight. Why don't you come? And I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do at a party with these guys, you know, Joker, Axe. You know, I mean, I have no <laughs> and tattoos. And Loverboy. Yeah, That's I have no right. tattoos. Yeah. I'm out here painting. Yeah. So I said, well, thanks for the invitation. Uh, maybe I'll come by. So he goes on his way. The party starts, and I'm painting, and I see these two girls. And, you know, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm not a biker, but I'm not a eunuch either. You know what I mean? So I, these girls are, like, gorgeous, this yeah, sure. blonde and this uh, brunette. And I could tell they're, like, Looking around, so I go, they're, look, they're looking for Frank's party. So I tell them, I go, you're looking for Frank's party? Oh, yeah. So I tell them where it is. I pack up my stuff. I throw it in my unit. I get to the party. Well, now what do I do? I walk in. It's all these tough guys. And I see the blonde, who I thought was really attractive. And she's at the food table talking to this guy with just a leather vest, tatted all up, shaved head, and he had a tattoo of a bullet. Going in this side, coming out the other, and brains coming out the other. So I went, Ooh. okay, she's off limits. 
And how do you fit in in a situation like this? Remember, we talked about being an ambassador of yes, God's yes. love. You got to be. You got. You got to finesse. Yeah, everything. and it's all about giving. So what do I do? I introduce myself. Hi, I'm Daryl, Frank's neighbor. Oh, you're the guy who paints all the time. I said, yeah, that's me. And I'm also asking Frank, do you need me to get more beer for you guys? I'm helping pick up plates. You know, I'm being of service. I'm giving, giving, giving. giving. So I'm saying hello and I'm meeting people this way. It's the best way to meet people. Now I'm like having fun at the party. And I end up in the corner asking the bartender who was serving the drinks, bartender, you know, another tough guy. I'm asking him, hey, um, do you need me to do anything, get anything? And just then the brunette comes up to me. All right. And she starts asking me, she goes, I heard you're an artist. I go, yeah, I'm an artist. She goes, did you ever hear the, because I had some shows in New York at this time. So I'm thinking, ooh, you know, yes, this is a bird. You had some big shows. Thanks. Yes. And I'm thinking, this is a bird in the hand. You know, she's interested in me. She's asking me about art. It's an easy one. Yes. Yes. Easy. Easy conversation. So then she asked me about the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Do you, have you ever been there? Do you, oh, of course I love the Met. You know, that's what I'm telling her, which I did. And she starts now talking about these different parts of the Met, like Egyptian 16 this and, you know, royal that and the Qing dynasty and all this. Birds of a feather here. But but no, but I'm thinking, what the hell is she talking about? (laughs) I went to art school and all this other stuff. And I have no idea. I have no interest in any of that stuff. And all I keep thinking, wow, the only room I, the only place I like in the bookstore, really, my favorite place is the bookstore. You know, because I go in there, I see the little toys, the trinkets, the books. It's easy for me. And then if I see something I like and it's in the museum, I can go look at it in person. So she gets done with all this. And, the, you know, normally I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, act like you know what she's talking about. <laughs> or, you know, go along with it. Fake it. Because you don't want to lose her. Yeah. And she goes, so what's your favorite room? And you know what? I just let her have it. I said, the bookstore. But here's the thing. When we're, we remember we talked earlier about being genuine and authentic. Yeah. When we're ourselves. Yes. All of a sudden, this energy flows out of us. Because I wasn't pretending to be anything Everybody more than Everybody but yourself, yeah. Yeah. I just said, I love the bookstore. And once I admitted that to myself, you know, basically, because- you know, it's not what she caught it. Yeah, well, because it's not what you will think about me that uh, holds me back from being myself. It's what I think you will think, think about, about me yes. that holds me you, back. You're editing, yes. yeah. So I just said this. I go, I love the bookstore, and I'm telling her the reason why. The reason why, you know, all the different reasons why. And all of a sudden, the blonde walks over, and she goes, "Are you talking about?" the bookstore at the Met. I said, yeah, I love that bookstore. (laughs) And she goes, my Uh, uncle manages that bookstore. uh, (gasps) I go, you're kidding me. Well, guess what? The blonde is my wife of over 30 some odd years. So the moral of that story is for me, it's a perfect lesson of if I had fibbed, even white lied to get what I thought was good for me. The right thing to say, according to others, you would have missed. You would have missed. Yeah. She's attractive. She's but by simply being myself, I ended up with the perfect person. And you've been together for 30 some years. Yeah, because that was 1992. All right, so if she, what's your wife's name? Lori. Lori, if she, if she were to tell us a story, if she had a secret story about you, a funny story, what would she share? She has so many funny stories about me that I can't even, 
I mean, you'd have to have her on the show. No, I'm, getting her, I'm, I'm getting her on the show. She's got a great sense of you, humor. But. You are a character, and you're you're doing big things out there. Ask her if she'll be on the show. She probably. Would, I would love to chat with Lori. She would. She would probably have stories from a different perspective. Yes. You know. You know. You know. And what? What, what is your time commitment? I want to. I want to honor your. Time oh, I'm. Oh, no, I'm free. You're good. No. All right. I just want to make sure with Sanders and he, Sanders. Yeah. Uh, Stevers. Uh, so, so, so she has so many stories about you. you met her, you met her because you're being honest to yeah. yourself and that just laid up into your world. Yeah. In your world today, what is the most important thing to you right now? All the things you're doing, you do art, you do, you do books, you do entertainment, podcasts. What is the, you, you're married. You have children? No children. All right, no children. Two, we have a dog and a cat. All right, so there's there's your family. Gidget and Enzo. There you go. <laughs> Gidget's the dog, Enzo's the cat. All right, so so out of all this going on, what is the most important thing to you in your life? Today. Wow, you know, I, that's a crazy question to ask because there's not a thing that's more important. Like, there's not a specific thing that I could think of that's I, I think I know where you're going. Important. Yeah. But I think the most important like thing in my life is really an inside thing. It's really to continue to um, to continue to 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 you know redirect myself towards love and encouragement, not just towards others, but to myself because. Those things seem to make me the happiest. And then everything else seems to fall into place. Yeah. You know, because then I'm the best husband I could be. Yeah, so you you, you, you want to continue to morph into the better version yeah. of, yeah. of what you know yes. is possible. Yes, I haven't. Right. Well, yeah. that, there, there's a message for the world, right? Now. Well, that's the best thing because yes. that excites me and that's what I'm all about. We were I was talking with Steve the other day about how you know, we know some people that have grown and albeit very like successfully from where they were in life, but there comes a point where now they're resting in that area. And it's not a bad area. No, it's, but but for me, I'm a, complacency. I, yeah, it's a complacent area. And for me, I love that I even have mistakes. And, you know, that I'm learning from even today, you know, instead of like the old me, like, oh, hopefully I'll get to this place where I'm not making mistakes and I'm just, you know, walking on water and being kind every single moment of every hour. But the good news is these are different areas to grow. You yes, know, that's, yes, it's, yes, at yes, least yes. I'm growing. And it's it's just like when people ask me, well, what's your favorite? Are you focusing painting? on any one area, or are you just no? I did you have a relaxed awareness of an area that you you need to get better in, or you think you should be better in? Well, it depends on what time of day you ask. All me. right, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the 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 overall uh, thing. Well, it's just like for instance, every like creative thing I do. Yes, because people go, what's like what's your the, you know one of your greatest drawings or whatever you know drawings or things you've written or things you've done you know whether it was acting or producing or just an art show or and you know it 
it's always the next one. It's always what like, I'm, I'm always looking forward to being surprised on the next around the next corner. Yeah, like okay. the, but what's my, how am I going to be surprised by my own innate creative ability that I haven't discovered yet? Yeah, that, what's that, next? Yeah, yes. that stuff that we really don't have control over mastering, but somehow in a relaxed frame of mind and in a loving, optimistic uh, attitude, all of a sudden, oh my God, how did I draw that? Or, oh my God, did you see how I was able to do, like yeah. interact with that guy? It's coming through you. Yeah, it comes through you. That's yes. the exciting moment. Yes. So that's that's my the most important thing to me is the ability to keep myself open and confident because it takes courage oh. to release and show up and draw or whatever or your thing is because you're exposing you're your exposing real self. what's inside of you yeah and a lot of people edit that and they, they 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 shy away from it they run from it i say i say don't run from your fears run toward them and and hopefully explode them and and that that makes a big difference if if they can can take that advice or catch that yeah. so, so do, you, do you have a studio at the moment, just I work. I do the workout, most of the artwork at my house. Okay. Um, so it's pretty much at home that I'm doing that. We we have a studio for our podcast that's separate. That's different. Yeah. And, how, and the, the book, you have the book coming out. Yes. The, the book is Break Out of Your Box, Be Your Heroic Self. Yes. All right. So give me, give me, give me just a quick synopsis of where you're going, why you did, why you, why did you write that book coming out right now? Well, that book was actually written during the you know the pandemic okay mainly writing articles i was asked to write articles to submit articles um and i needed to write things that were going to keep my faith alive within me to keep my my hopes up so this was like a self-motivation yeah it was self Yes. Preservation, yeah, preservation, care, I had motivation. Yeah, and I had deadlines for these articles throughout the last two years. So in writing those articles, by the end of the two years, I had amassed a bunch, excuse me, of new articles. Um, I'm basically taking, you know, what if Godzilla just wanted a hug, you know, the subtitle to that is leading with the heart instead of the chin. And that one's a little bit more, uh, I mean, that one's more, ah, what do I want to say? I don't want to say it's a little bit more, ah, not dramatic, but it tells stories, you know, from my childhood and well, stuff. And maybe dad. Yeah. Dad, yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit more personal. A little more and personal. Intimate. intimate, yet funny. Yet getting like they're almost they're real life stories, but they could be parables for anybody and how to apply love as opposed to force. And now this new book, you know, break out of your box, be your heroic self. It's really about, you know, the ability of the, using the application of love instead of force, you know, being trusting enough to real, you know, trusting enough that. You can let down your guard, you know, let down your guard okay. and and act from that place of vulnerability. And the stories in this book kind of give are encouraging. Um, they encourage the reader to give these, you know, give it a try. 
in different scenarios sure. and, and how and through experience because each one of these stories is is um factual how you'll always end up with better than expected results yes you know if you if you trust in this process which is being genuine and being genuine you know the word genius everyone goes oh what you know you're he's a genius yeah the people who are geniuses are geniuses because they they're letting themselves be vulnerable and their genuine self comes Come through. through comes through yes and that's when we have these and that's inspired the true ideas genius yes all. all right so that's the impetus for this book yeah all right so uh we're running out of some time here so let me ask you this what question do you wish i would have asked you what do you, what do you, what what do you want to reveal if I, if I miss something, what do you, we, we, and, and, and by the way, I want you back as a guest. Okay. But, but let me just, let me just say, what question do you wish I, I would have asked of you? You asked a lot of questions, Jim. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. What question? Let's see. I, 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 you know what? It escapes me. I can't think. No, that's, that's cool. I think, I think we pretty much I, I, covered I, I, everything. Want, I wanted to ask, I wanted to see. Because you're a deep guy. Now you came from a you came from a, a checkered background, let's say. Yeah. And you were you were you were kind of doing some things in high school and then going into the uh, uh, the armed services, and you became a wordsmith and an author. Was that difficult? Um. Okay. You you became a, you became a in certain ways a self master. You do art. You do you do writing. You're encouraging people. You're a teacher. You're you're funny. You're, you do jokes. You do a lot of stuff. So you, and that's the, 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 the genius that you let just come through you. Yes. Was, was it hard? Was it hard transition? The hardest transition is when you had to catch it and realize and do this. Yeah. From the, that, that was the biggest challenge. Yeah. That's still the challenge. Okay. Well, of course. It's still the challenge of, um, protecting myself versus, uh, opening up. Well, that's, that's very, that's very powerful. I, you know, I, I had a blast here today. I want to thank you guys. Until next time, have fun doing what you do and appreciate those around you and always be with love, joy, and peace. See you soon. Catch it on Cadre.